When I was in college, a man named Small taught me something really big. His name was Dwight Small, and he was the pastor of a Presbyterian church in San Jose. And the college kids in San Jose really loved him. He had a remarkable ministry to college students, and Mary Ellen and I went on Sunday nights to his church for many Sunday nights. And he did a series, uh, and what he taught us during that series was that there is always conflict going on in the life of a Christian. In fact, he started in the book of Genesis, and he went through the entire Bible, and he showed over a period of about six or eight weeks, I don't remember which now, but he showed that from the very beginning, there has always been something that God has done and there is always something then that the devil does. And then there's always something that God does. And then the devil moves and there's a counter move and a move and a counter move and a move and a counter move. And of course, you understand that through the whole Old Testament. You understand it in the life of Jesus. You know, Jesus gets here on earth and they just don't rejoice that he's here, many of them. And the devil gets into many of them and they reject him. And there's a move and there's a counter move. And not only is this true on the great picture, but uh, we also learned, and this is extremely important, in your life as a Christian, there is always going to be a dynamic, and by, by dynamic, I mean changing war. Things will never, ever be static in your life as a Christian. By static, I mean where everything stays exactly the same because that's just not how life is. What is going to happen is things are going to change. There's going to be a conflict in your life. I remember a man said one time, and I, I love this. I've probably quoted this a dozen times in the last dozen years. He said, the Christian life is not a hard life to live. It's impossible. It's an impossible life to live unless you have some divine help because there's just constantly going to be an effort aimed against you to deviate you from your pursuit of life as a Christian. Now, I learned that big thing from the man named Small. Also, I can remember walking down Ward Street I lived at 2142 Ward Street in Berkeley, California, and I was 11 years old. And I can remember walking, you know, sometimes you have these memories that are rather vivid in your mind as a child, and, and this is a rather strange memory. Because I remember memorizing, I mean, I can remember walking down the street. There was Beacon Storage right there on the corner. There was the Berkeley Bowl over there, and here I am, I'm walking down Ward Street. And I am memorizing from the King James Version of the Bible, watch you stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. Well, that's the epistle lesson for today. And at 11 years old, I put that in my memory, and it has stayed there ever since. The way you heard it this morning in the epistle that was read was, Brethren, be watchful. Stand firm in your faith, be courageous, and be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Now, I want to take those things today and deal with them extremely briefly, but I want to deal with each one. Watch. Watch. 
The word watch that is in the text here is exactly the same word that Jesus used or that, we, that is given in the Gospels of what Jesus said when he said to the disciples in the Garden of, of Gethsemane, he said, watch here while I go ahead and pray. And when he did go ahead and pray, he came back. And what were the disciples doing? They were sleeping. What weren't they doing? They weren't watching. As a matter of fact, I, I tease the Gregories in uh, this parish because the word Gregory happens to mean watchful. Gregoreo, it means I watch. And that's the word that is used. Watch. Why watch? The reason you watch is because if you don't watch, you're going to get caught. The reason you watch is because there's an enemy. The reason, it's, it, it's a word that means to stand guard. That's the kind of watch. It isn't just look and see what's going to happen. It's not that kind of watch. It's watch because there's an enemy, and the enemy has it out for you, and he wants to do you in. And if you do not understand that you have a spiritual enemy, you've got a lot of trouble. Either you have capitulated to him so many times or his little hosts, either you've done that or you don't even get the beginning of the Christian life. There is an enemy after you and you've got to watch. Now, what tends to be the problem when we watch? What happens? Well, we tend to get spiritually sleepy. Is that not right? You know, you say, well, nothing's happened and everything's been going okay and you know, and we just sort of, we just Z out spiritually. And when that happens, you become so utterly vulnerable. So here's an older, not old man, because he didn't ever get old, but here's a man, St. Paul, in a Mamertine prison in Rome, and he's thinking about the Corinthians, and he's summing up what he's been saying to them for 16 chapters. And when he gets to the end, he wants to tell them, he's summing up, what do they need to do? He says, watch, because that's one of the things they really need to do. He's dealt with problems up until now. Okay, now he's summing it up. Watch, watch. Corinthians, don't you fall asleep. Corinthians, don't you let the enemy get to you. Corinthians, you need to be on your guard. Watch. Present active imperative. Keep watching. Stay at it. Watch. Okay, that's number one. Stand firm in your faith. Now, that sounds so simple, doesn't it? I mean, he's just saying, you know, Corinthians, just keep on believing what I gave you. That's what he's saying. Stand firm in your faith. He doesn't say stand firm in faith. Stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in that which I have delivered to you and which you believe. Stand firm in that faith. Now, let's take this word orthodox. Now, most of you know that the word orthodox means straight or right teaching. It can mean straight or right worship, and probably it's okay to say it means both. But I'll tell you what orthodox is not. It's not a cute adjective. It's not just a thing like Baptist, Methodist, Methobapaterian, or any number of other adjectives that you might want to put there. I mean, we say this is the faith. You know, you, and, and on the one, you're not asked to believe a whole lot, are you? 
What are you asked to believe? I believe in one God, the Father, Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth. I mean, you know it by heart. It's a faith once for all delivered. And St. Paul is saying, stand firm in your faith. Now, he has already told us we need to have faith, but now he's saying, stand firm in your faith. Do you know that this morning in San Diego County, we'll just take that, there are many churches who believe that they are the Orthodox Church in San Diego. But they're not Orthodox. Because it's not straight teaching. It is not the faith once for all delivered. There's all kinds of junk that has come in. All kinds of things that while people were sleepy, things snuck in. Teachings, doctrines, weird stuff off the wall. All claiming to have the Bible behind them. And they look at us who call ourselves Orthodox, and they say, you're not Orthodox, you're the heretics, you're not even Christians. Many of them say that. Are you not aware of that? Isn't it odd when the heterodox call the Orthodox the heretics? Well, part of that's our fault, because we like to stay in our own little corner and not say anything to anybody. I'll get to that, or St. Paul will get to that. Folks, we need to stand firm in the faith. This faith, once for all delivered, needs to be clung to by you and by me, by all of us. We need to stand firm in that faith and not be pushed around by these doctrines, these teachings that come in. You know, some of these churches that do this, they're huge. They're mega. And they look at us and they say, you little pizzywinkle guys, you do the same stuff every Sunday. You, you hinder the Holy Spirit. Oh, no, we don't. We just do what the Holy Spirit wants. I mean, folks, we are the Orthodox Church. That's the truth. And you need to stand firm in it. Now, the old King James said next, said, quit you like men. What it means is, be courageous. When there's an attack, folks, that's when you need to have courage, is it not? That's when you need courage. And what St. Paul is saying to the Corinthians here, as he's summing up everything, as he's trying to settle them all down, watch, stand firm, be courageous. You need to be courageous with that faith that you're watching and that you're standing firm in. There needs to be courage. And when you get out into this world and you talk, you need to let folks know... Have some courage about what you believe. Don't hesitate. Talk. Be bold. Courage. We need some heroes. We are celebrating some heroes today. Adrian and his wife, Nicomedia, uh, who died as martyrs. One who confessed to be a Christian on the spur of the moment. Literally, his wife had been a Christian, but... He, while Christians are being interrogated, he confesses, no, I'm going to be a Christian. And they, from the moment he does, he becomes persecuted and, and, and then martyred. We need some courage, folks. Then fourthly, he said, be strong. A very funny thing happened yesterday in, in Isla Vista. I lived in Isla Vista for about 25 years. That's the student community for the University of California, Santa Barbara, and it's a weird place. 
It's one of the more weird communities in the entire world, believe me. It's this little square mile that's set off here, protected from everybody, and I mean everything that's weird in this generation you're going to see there. Well, my sons that are in the storage business have a, a man that works in Houston. He works for them, uh, but he sort of more than works for them. He sort of handles all their operations that are in Texas and in Alabama and in Georgia and so on. And he's just a rough old Texas boy. And there was uh, some confusion yesterday because there were a lot of people in the parking lot of the church that shouldn't have ought to been there. Bob is 61. And Bob decides that some people that are in the parking lot that don't want to move are going to move. Now, do you know what happened to the people in the parking lot that the 61-year-old Bob told to move? Do you know what they did? They moved. Even at 61, Bob was strong enough. I shouldn't tell you this. He literally threw one of them out. I mean, the guy was stoned, I'll grant that. But... He literally threw him over the fence. Now, if you're 61 and you're going to throw a, a youngster over the fence, you better be strong enough to do it. I would not have tackled that one. I may be called brawn, but I have one brain. And I'm smart enough to know whether I'm strong enough to do something or not. And I knew I couldn't do it, but Bob knew he could. Maybe he was a good at bluffing, too, but... The truth of the matter is, when you have courage, that's one thing. But when you have courage, you also need to be strong. And it's an interesting, it's an interesting word. It's actually, don't you love grammar? No, you hate it, don't you? It is a present passive imperative. Not active, passive. Be strong, be strengthened. It isn't just a matter of, Making up your mind, I'm going to be strong, because it's not good enough to make up your mind to be strong. Making up your mind to be strong doesn't make you strong any more than making up your mind to work out makes you strong. To make up your mind to work out is a whole lot different than working out, right? Be strengthened. How do you be strengthened? You do those things which build up spiritual strength. So, he says, watch. Be on guard. Stand firm in your faith. Be bold. Be courageous. Be strong. Pretty strong, isn't it? Powerful stuff. And then he sums it all up with the fifth thing. And let everything be done in love. Maybe tossing the guy out of the parking lot. <laughs> I don't know if that was done in love or not. But it sure solved a problem. Let everything be done in love. Be on guard. Stand firm. Be courageous. Be strengthened. And still, let everything be done in love. That's what a man in a, in a Mamertine prison wanted to say to the Corinthian church when he sums up everything. And I think if he were at St. Anthony today or writing a letter to us, he'd finish the letter the same way. Watch, stand firm, be courageous, be strong, and let everything you do be done in love.